Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, we'll be listening to PSY 352, Social Psychology with Professor Nathan Smith. I hope you listen and enjoy. Okay, so as promised, a continuing discussion on physical attractiveness. We've already talked about uh, the factors involved in attraction. We've talked about proximity. Um, We've talked about um, similarity, and now we're talking about physical attractiveness. So both men and women rate physical attractiveness as an important factor in attraction, liking, and establishing short-term relationships. Ooh, that's incorrect. Uh, The next line, in short-term relationships, that should be long-term relationships. Right. In long-term relationships, women tend to focus more on the man's social status and finances, while males still focus on physical attractiveness in addition to other personality characteristics. So what you want to remember here is that when you think of short-term relationships, both men and women tend to focus on physical attractiveness, when we move to long-term relationships is where we see a difference. Uh, women tend to focus more on a man's social status and finances, and men still focus on physical attractiveness in addition to other personality characteristics. So what is considered attractive in quotes? We're talking about physically attractive uh, on this particular slide. In female faces, large eyes, a larger lower lip, large pupils, etc. This is when we're looking at faces. In male faces, large eyes, large cheekbones, large chins, etc. Um, And this is something of a new finding. Um, For a while it was thought that um, the average face, you know, if you averaged a bunch of faces together you'd get an attractive person. And that was considered, you know, that was found to be the case. if you averaged, you know, took ten guys and averaged their faces together, that guy might be more attractive than eight of them or nine of them. But ultimately, um, having uh, not an average, you know, not having average eyes but having large eyes, not having average cheekbones but having large cheekbones, not having an average chin but having a large chin, right? These things uh, ended up being more important than the average, the averaging of the look. And in body, um, we're talking about a low waist-to-hip ratio in women. Um, Consider the relationship of the above to perceived, right, fertility and health. So a waist-to-hip ratio, um, WTHR, or sometimes WHR, um, right, you take the, the, if you wanted to calculate it for, for some reason, Um, You would take uh, a measurement around the waist and a measurement around the hips and divide uh, the one by the other. And the, the, um, you know, the the lower the the number you would get um, would be better, in quotes, uh, or considered more attractive, not in quotes. Um, And the... um, the thought behind this is that there's a connection between this waist-to-hip ratio and fertility and also general health, um, just in general. So, is the physical attractiveness stereotype a self-fulfilling prophecy? Gosh, this is a question that is hard to answer. So, um, 
more attractive people tend to be more popular and given more chances in school, etc. So, uh, this, these are social advantages, right? Um, if, you, uh, if you get more chances to do something, that's an advantage, uh, a social advantage in a number of ways. In a, of an, in a number of ways. Um, so let's say, um, you know, you take two, two young men and one is significantly more attractive than the other. The one who is more attractive might get more opportunities uh, of, a, of many different varieties. Uh, we'll, we'll put them in a high school setting, right? So um, the more attractive young man might get asked to um, go to uh, the prom by more people are asked to go out on dates by more girls or um, if not directly asked then you know um, receive more female attention uh, if there's a play going on they might be asked to be the male lead because they're looking for a handsome uh, man to do that if they're um, you know if they're looking for somebody to be in pictures for the yearbook they get they might be asked to do more of that um, there's a whole variety of ways um, of opportunities um, that might come to a more attractive person uh, versus a less attractive or just sort of an averagely attractive person. Right? And the sum of all of these different opportunities can create a different, uh, really a different life for someone. So if you think about your life, um, some of you listening to this obviously are very physically attractive. Uh, but the majority of us uh, <laughs> in the world are, you know, somewhere in the middle. Not the world's most attractive person, not the world's least attractive person, but kind of in the big, beautiful middle. Um, but think about, you know, if you're having a hard time conceptualizing this, just think about what would your life be like if, you know, in high school you got um, 50 more people uh, asked you so through your whole high school career. An extra 10 people a year, we'll say. 40 more people wanted to go on dates with you than did um, than, than did in your real life, no matter how attractive you are. Um, and every year you got three or four opportunities um, to be as part of a club or group or something. Um, you know, the student council or the drama club or, um, you know, whatever opportunity. All of these things added together would really lead to a different life. Um, you would become, maybe you'd become a better dancer, you'd become, a, you'd become um, someone more comfortable talking to people, you'd become somebody uh, who was in, on a bunch of clubs. I know when you apply to colleges, they oftentimes they ask, you know, what clubs were you a part of? So if you get three or four more opportunities a year, you might be a part of ten more clubs than somebody who's not as attractive. Um, so that is to say, um, there are real, real-life differences um, that come from varying levels of attractiveness. So um, as we get to the bottom still, there's no certain causal link between physical attractiveness and positive social outcomes. Right, so we, we see all these different ways that it might work, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it does work, it just means we see different outcomes and we have theories as to why these outcomes happen, but um, you know, it'd be really hard to test, um, you know, rate everybody's attractiveness in a high school and then see what happens to them would be uh, expensive and would have serious ethical 
considerations. Um, right, so that hasn't really been done. Um, and as we, we remember from um, the physical attractiveness uh, sections that we've talked about previously, is it always a good thing? No, not really. There is a dark side, in quotes, of physical attractiveness. Um, we've talked about some of these before, but often attractive people may be perceived as vain or dishonest or less intelligent or unfaithful, um, etc. And also, more attractive people may use others for their benefits. And, um, and this is, uh, so if you think about, you go back to our high schooler example, um, if somebody else is coming to you all of the time um, to try and go to a dance with you or to go out with you, uh, you might not learn some of some skills that um, other folks learn in, you know, what does it feel like to actually have to walk up to somebody and ask them out on a date or to do something for you? Um, you may not have to be as much of a go-getter, and not being a go-getter um, could have a negative outcome on the rest of your life um, in a whole variety of different ways. One thing, you know, working in the nonprofit sector, uh, I love working with go-getters. The people who are um, not waiting around for uh, someone to come to them, but people who say, I have this idea, I think it's going to work this way, will you support me? I'm going to go do it. Um, and so there's a lot of maybe, uh, or at least there are some conceivable negatives that would come along with, uh, with this type of attractiveness. Um, and this could, could affect a variety of different uh, real-life outcomes. So finally, is physical attractiveness always so strong? Um, it depends by what you mean by so strong, but let's take a look. So it is a universal phenomenon, it is. But um, it also depends on cultural standards, right? Um, as I mentioned, my friend uh, in Japan, uh, my friend Amy, who uh, had a very small face, uh, which turns out is a very attractive quality to have for a woman in Japan, a, fa a small face. I'm not even still precisely sure what that means, but it was a, a compliment on her, on her physical uh, body that she got repeatedly while in Japan. Amy, you're so um, cute, you have such a small face, right? Um, so this physical attractiveness um, was going to vary from culture to culture, um, and the outcomes might also vary from culture to culture. So it might depend on how much choice one has for relationships, um, right? In, in a world where you have very little choice with your relationships, um, being physically attractive wouldn't actually be much of an advantage because you don't have much choice anyways. Uh, there's more evidence for impact on perceived social competence. Um, there's less evidence for impact on perceived intellectual competence, right? So it doesn't really affect um, your perceived intellectual competence all that much. Uh, and in the modern world, um, in the information economy uh, that many of us uh, are working in, perceived intellectual competence is something very valuable to have. So, um, physical attractiveness. Uh, I wonder if there's a, some type of, you know, counterintuitive effect where you have, you say, you know, two, two women applying for a job at, well, I don't know, we'll say a tech company, 
uh, and one is very beautiful, and the other is kind of nerdy. She wears glasses, she has her hair in a ponytail, like it's some kind of movie. Um, and maybe the, inf the, uh, the tech firm values intelligence um, to the point where physical attractiveness is a, a negative, uh, and the, the more nerdy, we'll say, traits are actually more valuable. So there's possibilities for these counterintuitive effects. Uh, and finally, the effect of uh, physical attractiveness depends on other factors, similarity, personality characteristics, etc. Of course, it's all, all of the things that we have talked about are interrelated. Um, and not, we don't always understand how they are interrelated, but we know that they are.